0: I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. You don't often get a second chance to make a first impression, especially in the hair and beauty industry. In today's online demanding world, 95% of people who visit your website are actually new clients. That's right. Your new clients, your potential clients, they're not your clients yet. Potential new clients will stalk your salon websites and socials, of course, that's a given, forming an expectation of what they'll get when they come to your salon. Will you live up to these expectations? So how do you turn all that online activity into actual paying clients that love what they see online and offline? And will they come back again and again based on this expectation? So I want to introduce you to the CEO of Maya. She's a former salon owner, Katie Whitledge. Now, Katie is an expert with social media and marketing for your salon online. Maya is a marketing and client recruitment software which I love. It's pretty cool. It uses human behavior techniques to match clients with the perfect salon. Could be your salon. So in this episode, Katie and I discuss what to post on your social media feed and what to put on your website and how it will attract clients to your brand, as well as strategies that you can implement in your salon that will ensure those clients come and always return. So let's jump in. Katie, welcome to the Seller Notice Collective Podcast. Really pleased to have you here.
1: Really pleased to have you back, in fact. Uh, It's my pleasure, Larissa. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: Well, it's been a couple of years. So for those that don't know who you are, why don't you do a little bit of a, who's Katie? Where did you come from? What do you do now? Where do you live in the world? Like, Who's home
1: in the zone? Who's Katie? Uh, Hey, everybody. Well, I'm Katie Whitledge. I am the founder of Maya, which is the new meet your stylist. It didn't start that way, though. I actually um, started off in the beauty industry as a hairstylist. And once I got behind the chair at an amazing salon, um, my clientele grew very, very quickly. I ended up being double and triple booked and really struggling to um, meet the demands of how much growth I was having and the space that I was at did not have the room for an assistant. It just wasn't built out that way. And so it was either go into my own booth rental or start a salon. And so I started Be Inspired Salon. I'm located in Madison, Wisconsin in the United States. So um, Be Inspired Salon started with a humble team of two stylists besides myself. Neither one had clientele. It was my mission to, to grow them all of a sudden, you know, being a salon owner, as everybody listening knows, you try to juggle doing, you know, your own clientele, but really you're the eyes and ears of everything in the salon. And so that became a huge focus of mine. And so that, that team has expanded to over uh, 20 team members. We've grown, we've expanded our brand three different times. We're a seven figure business Um, recognized as a top 200 salon. We're also recognized as a Wisconsin bride salon best for bridal hair and makeup, um, best in Madison type of thing. So it's really been a cool um, brand and team to grow. I love the people that are a part of it. And that kind of running a salon kind of led to my solving my own kind of struggles with helping them grow a clientele and helping them build their their perfect clientele people who actually they love to work with. And that really led to me launching what most people recognize as Meet Your Stylist and is now Maya, which I know we'll get into in a little bit. But um then I started Beyond the Technique podcast. So I I love being in this seat with people like you, Larissa, who we can just talk about growing beauty businesses and really working to deliver uh, the best advice and, uh, insights for people who are in the grind. Cause this is a, not easy, but it's so rewarding and so fun to be in the beauty industry. So I, I love it. I'm everything I'm doing is drinking beauty and wellness Kool-Aid, you know, um, all the different channels that we have going on. And it's been hard. There's been very challenging periods. Of course, we've had the pandemic. This was crazy. And just coming out and through that, seeing like new hope and, new ways to grow and new ideas that we can launch for our businesses is really exciting to me. And amongst
0: all of this, Katie, you also are growing not only a business or multiple businesses, but you also have a young family, like new babies.
1: Yes. So I have a five-year-old son. His name is Nash. He just started kindergarten. He's very independent, getting on the bus himself. It's, it's another level of it's very cool. And then we have a five month old baby girl. Her name is Veda May Whitledge. And she is our dream girl. Super happy, always smiling, chubby, squeezable, kissable, uh, very chill. And we're just like super thankful for that because there was a bit of a gap between the first and the second one. And by the time this launches, I will be 40 years old. So we are done having kids ready just to enjoy the family that we've had, you know, been able to build, which has been really cool. And yeah, it's a lot, but it's, it's also very fun.
0: (laughs) I think um, growing a family, growing a business and growing two businesses, like it it is a lot. Uh, So I take my hat off to you and to still be chilled and laughing and smiling. um, I think well done. (laughs) Um, One of the reasons that I wanted you to come today is my observation in this, it's not even, I want to say this new era of social media, it's not new anymore. This is the era. This is what we do. We're pretty good at it as an industry now, I think. But I notice that uh, often people will say to me, I've got a great following. I'm really good. I'm posting, you know, and I have high engagement on my social media. I don't need a website. And I kind of, it kind of goes, oh, Oh, no, I think this this isn't right. I feel like social media is when we, on a Friday night, we go down to the pub. That's what social media is. And if you're going to, excuse the crude analogy, bring somebody home to get married, aka become your client, they need to come back to your house. I feel like your website is the house. You want to see that this is a real person that really exists and it kind of authenticates you as a person or as a brand, right? And so I think, oh, this is such a missed opportunity uh, and we were talking just before we pushed record like this is super important in a primary uh, piece in the marketing but I feel like so many people get it wrong or don't put enough importance on it so I'd really love your expertise this is something that you um, have really nailed so please convince us why do we need a website and what are we doing wrong and what should we be doing instead
1: Oh, if you don't have a website, I don't even know. We got so many steps before we can talk really, because (laughs) um, it is so important. And as we all are feeling, competition has really heightened in our industry. Um, And I think it's because a lot of individuals have gone kind of out on their own. So, and they are building websites. So you're competing with the, the traffic who is interested in checking out their brand. Your brand is competing with not just the other salons in the area, but individual salon you know owners who tend to be more in that booth rental world so it's it's highly competitive uh, being just on social media um your analogy was perfect the pub and we have plenty of pubs here in wisconsin we're kind of known for beer and cheese so i totally get that uh, versus bringing somebody home into your house what a great analogy already uh not only is social media, it's kind of fun and it can be a teaser. I I feel like brands don't do as well as the individual themselves. So there's another uphill battle. If you are a salon owner with a team of stylists, you have a, a brand that you're promoting, not just one individual person, that it's even more important that you have a website. So let's assume that everybody listening has a website. My first piece of advice is, work with somebody who can really build you a quality site and take advantage of their expertise with SEO, which is search engine optimization. What that means is uh, in our industry, the keywords are very hot. There are tons and tons of people looking to find someone to do their hair. Searching for a hairstylist near me is huge. Um, And so we know that people are looking for the right salon they're going on google yelp and, and looking for that perfect place to go uh, so if you don't have not only a website but a website that's going to rank meaning it's going to show up when people are searching for a hairstylist near me if you don't have that like you're already it's it's not worth the investment oh, yeah. so I, one mistake i see is a lot of salon owners or kind of building their own or having somebody on their team build their own website on Squarespace or Wix or things like that. It's cool to, as a starting point, but you got to get a professional in there and that's not us. We don't actually build websites. so I'm going to put that out there. Um, You need to work with somebody who does that really well, who understands user experience. Uh, and in our world, that means like, what is it like to be a client on your website and Does it all make sense? Does it flow really well? Do I understand what you do, how you do it? What the investment looks like for me, all my questions, are they answered there? So it's really important for you to kind of put yourself in that client's shoes and think about, but work with somebody who knows, and they're going to also build the SEO into your website so that you'll actually be found. So let's assume that you've done this and now you are found and people are seeing, oh my gosh, this is an interesting brand. I want to, click on it and take me to their website. Let me learn about you. And that's where, um, we kind of come into the picture. We know that 95% this used to be in the eighties, but now post pandemic, it is now 95% of the people visiting your salon website are new and never been to your salon before. That's huge. And that's a huge opportunity.
0: Yeah for sure I love that there's some stats behind that because I think there is a uh, an assumed uh, idea that if somebody's visiting your website that they're going to uh, well that they're your past client but also that they're going to do something that they were going to arrive and simply because they're there they're going to click on something and book something. Do you want to talk a little bit about that because this whole kind of idea of user experience and Um, this volume of people coming to your website, but actually getting them to take action, and do something. When I, before I started Salon Owners Collective, after I'd sold my salon, I was so obsessed with nailing what is SEO that I actually went and worked at a website company. And what I learned in that experience, it was the company that ran my website and we were at the top of the page all the time. So it's like, I need to know the juice. So I went and worked there to find it out. Um, and what I learned is that there, there are these two parts. To your point, Katie, um, you can have the most beautifully designed website, but if there's nobody visiting it, it's useless. Or you can have lots and lots of traffic and the design user experience is terrible and people come and they go, I don't know what to do or I don't know why you're different or why I should come to you. They'll bounce off. And so actually finding somebody who does both, I always found that really, really challenging. Is that, is that your experience also?
1: It can be. There are a lot of website designers who make your website look beautiful, but the SEO is not there. And I mean, that would take more than one podcast session and <laughs> only to talk about SEO to get into what it should be. So there are oftentimes uh, the need to have two separate people who can come together and help you out. And that typically is a pretty big investment, but one worth making uh, yeah. there are areas, you know, and I always say this you want to spend money on your company uh, if it helps you get and keep new clients and if it helps you get and keep new team members. So if you're looking at your p and l and your expense and you're wondering where should I put the money? where should my investment go? to me those are the top two areas that you you don't ever want to steal from. you want to make that investment. There are other things where you can quote unquote, kind of cut the fat and not spend as much or spend any at all, but never in those two areas, you never want to rob from that investment. So your website should matter. And making that investment is very important.
2: Hey, are you loving this episode so far? Oh, by the way, it's Greta here, Seller Mastery Success Coach at Seller Owners Collective. So I wanted to pop in and ask you something. Do you ever feel like you are winging it when it comes to your business? You started your own business so that you could live the life you wanted with freedom that you wanted, earn great money and be a leader. But the reality is the amount of effort you're putting in isn't giving you an equal reward. You're exhausted and you don't know what to do about it. No matter what you do, you just can't seem to get ahead. You see other people winning and seeing success, but how come it doesn't work for you? You wish you had a clear, laid out plan something to guide you in the right direction, or help you with what to do next. What can you do that actually work? In reality, many salon owners feel this way, you aren't alone. If you are nodding your head as you listen to this, then you need the Salon Mastery proven nine-part plan to grow your salon. That's right, no more winging it. The Salon Mastery nine-part plan has given hundreds of salon owners a plan to grow build a rockstar team, attract dream clients, and become a salon CEO. Our plan will work for you too. To uncover the nine part proven plan, just click the apply now link in the show notes of this episode. Okay, now back to the episode.
0: Yeah, I think that that's uh, perfect. All right. Let's talk a little bit about if we're getting traffic to our website and we've got a reasonably good experience. What are some of those things we need to think about to make sure that they get from the website to bums and seats? Like I feel like that is a bit of a gap.
1: That's such a great question. And there's really three main things I love to share. When people visit your website, number one, you want them to engage with your brand. And what do I mean by that? Well, what's that sticky thing that grabs their attention and they want to engage and there's something for them to do to participate in. Otherwise, and everybody can look this up with their Google analytics. They see a a higher bounce rate. And what that means is somebody comes to your website and they only spend a couple minutes there and they bounce, they go back to their Google search and they click on the next one on the, the, the link that they found and they go and check that out. So you don't want that. You want people to come to your website and stay there for a little bit. And so one of you know the ways is to get them to engage. What's that sticky, sticky thing? And then number two is connect. So once they're engaged, there's the sticky thing. They're excited to you know give attention to making a connection. How do you help them humanize this digital experience? What's the way that they're gonna feel a connection from a human perspective to now your brand and the stylists within the brand. It's interesting that the second most visited page on a salon website is typically the page, you know, where you're featuring your stylist or your artists. Well, that's because think about it. You know, I'm a new client in a new area. This salon brand looks really cool. It's very sexy. I think I want to go there, but now who do I book with? I don't know. And so people love, Viewing those pages and learning about the stylist. Now imagine I'm there and I, there's that human connection, but it's pretty vain. If we're going to be honest, we're, we're p- picking somebody based on their looks. <laughs> like they have, a, maybe they have a bio even, and that sounds cool. But like, I feel like drawn to you. It's like Tinder. Like I feel drawn to you because of the way that you look. Um, so we'll speak to that in a minute, but you want this way for people to engage and then connect, make a human connection with your brand and the people in it. And then third, and this is like missing across the board, even the big, fancy, huge multi-location brands out there are missing this piece of the puzzle. And that is a way to capture the information of your website traffic. So if I'm coming, you know, it's kind of the rule of, of, shopping at target if I am thinking about buying something, where where am I going to go to buy it? You want to target wants you to think of them first. So imagine somebody's visiting your website and maybe you're not quite ready to get your hair done. Maybe you're new to the area and you literally just need to find at some point the salon stylist you're going to, but you don't need to get in quite yet because you just had your hair done right before you moved. So you're kind of fresh. You don't need it yet. You probably need it in like four or six weeks. So what's that way for when I come on your website, not only am I gauging, I'm connecting, but you're capturing my information. So, you know, Katie Whitledge, here's my email, here's my phone number. Now I can start what's called nurture marketing to you. I can nurture you and market to you until you're ready to buy. And then you'll think of me. There's very few sites that have a way to capture somebody's information so that you can encourage, Hey, Katie come in, here's a $20 gift to visit our spawner at your first visit. Here's a complimentary product that you get to choose of of your choice, you know, different, but we don't even have that opportunity because we don't have a way to capture their information on the website. Most people um, are not doing that. So of course, I'd love to share how Maya kind of solves all of this, but let's just start with that. There are ways that you can do this without Maya. I don't think they're as effective. We have (laughs) data to support that, but those are important key takeaways that you want to consider is, gosh, if 5,000 people are visiting my website, how many of them are actually coming in? Like you said, butts in the seats are actually coming in to do business with us. It's kind of like you said, if you spend all this money on a beautiful design and SEO, but you don't have a way to capture their info, this is also a mistake of investment. So it's a very important part of the puzzle.
0: Kind of like uh, having a party and uh, you've got to invite any guests. Like nobody's at the party. <laughs> You're going to invite the people into the party. So I've got a couple of questions for you. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, um, in terms of that first engagement or activity for people to do, um, video got a feature high on the list here of, of things to get involved in, quizzes. Like what are the kind of things that, that uh, we want our uh, potential guests, traffic, visitors to be doing?
1: Well, if I may, um, Maya is your tour guide to finding your perfect stylist, barber, or esthetician. When I say your, your clients, your future perspective clients, because really at the heart of it is they want to really connect with that person they're coming to see. We all know that you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. So if a client comes in and you don't click with them, they won't come back to not just you, the whole salon again. One of our biggest fears, just as people, as humans in general, is the fear of rejection. And so because I have that fear, I actually also worry that I don't want others to feel rejected by me. So if I come to a stylist and it's not quite there and not quite right between us, I have this fear of coming back to that salon again, because God forbid, I actually run into that stylist and they see me and then they know, uh, I didn't come to them again. And I don't want them to think I don't like them. And these are the things going through the minds of clients. So it's a really missed opportunity when we spend all this advertising and marketing and dollars only to have a client come in and then never come back again. So it's imperative that we get that match made correctly the first time. And this is what my passion is. It's, it's social psychology, brain science, and behavioral economics. Essentially, it's why people buy the way they do and who they do business with. Why do they choose who they tend to do business with? And so the algorithms built within our matchmaking process, this is kind of like eHarmony, is connecting those future prospective guests that are visiting your website. They're going to go through our survey. They're going to get matched with their top three stylists, barbers or estheticians at your salon. And that is going to help them convert and become a new client. And they are matched based on uh, all behavioral aspects. So personality, profiling, love languages, lifestyle preferences and values. We're kind of really getting into the heart of who people are and why they love their, because we know if a client loves their stylist, how long do they stay forever, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, unless Mm -hmm. something goes awry, they are gonna be with you for the long haul. They're very loyal to you. And we want to make that connection quickly. So that's what we do. Meet Your Stylist is a conversion. It's connections that convert. And when, if you think about people taking meet your stylist or Maya, the new meet your stylist on your website, we are converting 35 to 55% of them into new clients. So a moment ago, I spoke about offering like, here's a $20 gift to come in and and have your hair done, you know, as a new client opportunity or offer, we'll meet your, or Maya, look at me. I'm like the new brand. I'm going to say this over and over. So Maya is going to help you actually keep that acquisition under $7. We are going to be a less expensive way to get higher paying clients. And we know that because our data shows that the clients that actually go through Maya and match with your team are spending an upwards of $40 more. So if your average ticket, the normal client is spending $100 when they come in, you could expect a Maya client to be spending 140, upwards to $140, which is huge. So I could talk all in all about my product. I won't continue to do that, Larissa. But the point being is put yourself in the shoes of your prospective clients. They're really just people looking for their people. They're looking for their people. And we're going to help just make that process super easy for them. Here's another thing I want people to remember about clients. It is a fact that people are more scared to see a new hairstylist than they are seeing a new dentist. Let that sink in for a second. Yeah. So how do we kind of eliminate the fear of their first visit? So that's what I love because Maya is predicting positive outcomes for both parties before that client even comes in and the coolest part is it's really the power is in the stylist hands because they are going to be able to take their part of maya saying hey who do you do your best work with if you could dream up your perfect clients and they'd sit in your chair and all day long you are connected they're buying from you they're pre-booking they're they're referring friends they are a clients. who is that and let's get you more people like that so it's like a win across the board and 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 such an, an awesome opportunity. But if you don't go that route, then I would say have an offer where they could redeem a special gift and maybe to get the gift, they have to enter their, their name and email and possibly phone number in order to reveal the gift. And we see this all the time. Let's say you're shopping on a clothing site, a website to find new clothes. You know, They could say, you know, submit your email to save 15% off your first order, right? We see this all the time. So, you could implement if you don't want to go the kind of psychological route and, and you want to just have the offer route, you could do something very similar. My only recommendation with that is never, never offer a discount. I would not uh, recommend doing I 15% off, right? I was, hope, I,
0: I was hoping you were going to go yeah. there because I'm not a fan of that. I think it works great for um, e commerce. Um, yeah. But we are in the human business, like we think we sell hair, we think we sell beauty, but we actually sell uh, connection, relationships, transformations, we are in the psychology business, whether we like it or not. So screw the 15%. I think this thing that you've made is amazing like this is ridiculous ridiculously awesome because you're taking away the fear for the person you're met. it is like tinder for hair <laughs> am i allowed to say that this is the tinder of hair um you're taking away the fear for the client you are make you're improving the chance that they're going to have a good outcome and a good experience and find their uh stylist or therapist or whatever uh, esthetician um but how nice for the stylists To be able to know that actually the majority of the people that are coming into my chair are actually going to be people that I like, we're going to get along, and they've chosen me already, Uh, this is kind of a match made in heaven, really. So screw 15%. This is great. I love the evolution that you've gone from Meet My Stylist to Maya. Good for you.
1: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Really, really good. You have thought long and hard about this um, and really the experience of... Uh, both sides I guess the both sides and bringing them together in a really really nice way and I actually think like the client that's going to uh, you might if you, let's just go back to the 15% pop-up thing which you know is a reasonable strategy but if you think about the people that are going to engage in that want the 15% and the chance of them coming in or then using it the, demogra- the demographic of that person versus Uh, the person that takes the time to to run through this analysis and is seriously looking for somebody, you might have less numbers of humans that go through that but a higher number of people that actually turn up in the chair and become a long-term client versus you might get hundreds of people filling up the 15% thing but only a tiny percentage of them actually turn up and a tinier percentage of them even come back more than once. So it feels like smart maths to me.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Larissa. And <laughs> you know, the Tinder part, you know, people still see the visual of their top three stylists. But if anybody's watching Netflix nowadays and they the, there's a show like Love is Blind, you really do go through this. You know, you're just putting your heart out there. Here's what I connect with, who I would. Here's about me. And then we're saying, great. If this is about you, then here's who you match with. And right from their match results, they can click to book online right through our system. So it really is an awesome way to, you know, the ultimate, ultimate funnel for getting those new clients in the door. And imagine taking every post you do on social media right now. And let's say you're, you're saying, wow, look at this rich chocolatey brunette by our stylist Larissa, right? And then you could say, wondering if Larissa is your salon soulmate? Click the link in our bio to discover if she's your match, you know, and you could have that as one of your landing page links in your link in bio. You could have, you know, your matchmaking opportunity for them right there. So it really can become like this powerful sales funnel process and call to action for social media. There's so much that can be done, Larissa. I mean, how we even attract people who have left. Think about the stylist who leaves for booth rental and what happens with all their clients. Mm -hmm. Can you have a chance of getting those clients to see other stylists at your salon? Well, the answer is yes. If you give them the opportunity to see who else they are matched with here, who would be a great fit for them besides that person they've come to know and trust. That's a big deal. And so there's just a lot of ways this can be powerful for people Um, but I don't want to be overwhelming. Let's go back to, you know, if you do not do this process, like you want to have this engaged, sticky way of connecting and capturing info instead of 15% off, you, you could do the $20 gift at a first visit type of thing. Um, so there are, there are ways to make it a value proposition without devaluing what you do there. Those are still options for you. I like that.
0: Uh, Just before we wrap up, I just want to touch on something that you said um, and just kind of extract it out because I think it's really important. I don't don't know that you necessarily said it on purpose, but I think the way that um, Maya is positioned and the way that you've positioned uh, this matchmaking experience, um, you've really covered the me focus. I'll tell you what I mean. I think too often when we're in our salon and we're trying to grow a business, we become very owner-focused or very business-focused and it can come out in their language and we talk about ourselves. We are really great and we have won awards and we do good here and we have a good service and we become very we, we, we and, and our marketing becomes all about ourselves. And we try to convince people because we're so good that they should come to us. But in fact, what we're doing in this experience is that we're ter- ter- turning it around to be about me, the client being in the first person now. You know, me. Who who am I as a person? Who am I going to be matched with? Is that someone going to serve me? Because any any given consumer or customer, when they're looking for a service provider, really is just trying to solve their own problems, and in that moment very self-centered we're all very self-centered as humans actually but they're very self-centered and they're wanting to solve their own problems so when you come your marketing comes at them to be about we're here you know to what is it that you need and and we're going to solve that that very personalized I think that is kind of this massive unique selling proposition um that so many people miss and and no we 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 all over ourselves it needs to be me 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 about the client does that make sense? I know I'm hopping between first and third person there, but
1: yeah. No, it makes sense. You want your clients to feel like the hero of their own story, exactly. And so everything you said makes absolute sense. Yeah. 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 All
0: right. Um, well, being a business owner, being a, a working business owning mum, what um, what's a quote or a mantra or something that kind of keeps you centered, focused that you can share?
1: Well, there's something that there's a couple of things. So this is also a book, but the, it it stays in my mind and it's not the book that I'm going to share in a moment, Mm -hmm. Larissa, but there's a saying that goes, what got you here won't get you there. What got you here won't get you there. In other words, um, all the things that you did to get to this point of success or wherever you're at your growth point, um, it's not going to get you to that next level. So as entrepreneurs, and here's another quote, we have to be willing to do what others are not willing to do. Um, If we want to get to a whole nother level of our success, and sometimes I think we just get comfortable and quite frankly, we get scared for change, especially if you've hit success, sometimes successful people never get to another level of success because they're very comfortable and scared. What does that mean? What will I have to sacrifice now? I'm comfortable. I have too much to lose. Um, And, or there could be your own self-sabotaging behaviors that are preventing you from getting to another level in your company or wherever you're at. And so that is also a book, what got you here, won't get you there, um, that I think is just important for us to remember that if we want bigger things, if we want new things to happen in our lives, we are going to have to embark on new things as well. We're going to have to do something different. You know, you could look at it as the other saying of, if you always do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Right. So that's another way to look at it, but, um, what got you here won't get you there. So sometimes we need to stretch ourselves, get ourselves out of our comfort zones and stay out of that comfort zones for quite a period of time in order to elevate ourselves. And and I could go on about it, but that's something that sticks in my mind. always
0: um I I haven't read that book so let's put the link to that book in the show notes of this episode and we um, can have a squiz um amazing were there any other book recommendations before I, I know I really only asked you for yeah. a quote so just didn't want to cut you off there
1: well okay so as I'm entering into my 40s it's it's also like a rude awakening it's just a whole new <laughs> thing and I'm not going through a midlife crisis or anything but Um, after having a couple kids and, you know, somewhat later in life, I know there's women having babies well into their forties, but it feels different than, you know, when you're in your thirties even. And so one of the things that's very important to me is just being taking care of my health and wellness. And I think sometimes we put ourselves in the back burners for what we need to do to show up for our companies, but that you are you are your biggest asset and you have to take care of yourself. So the book that I'm currently reading, so I'm not even done with this yet, but I'm I'm obsessed. It's called life force by Tony Robbins. Life force by Tony Robbins. And it will blow your mind. I think sometimes, especially when it comes to our health, um, you have to be your own advocate. You have to learn new things and, this book is incredible, and I am listening to it actually on Audible. It is 22 hours long. Most books are like oh. three to five hours. This book is 22 hours. So, and a, a chapter is like an hour. It's taking me two sauna sessions <laughs> to get through one chapter, but I love it. And uh, so far, it's like blowing my mind. It's giving me hope that the age is but a number, and there's so much that we can do to. Um, really predict health and wellness for our longevity in life. So that's a book I recommend.
0: All right. Amazing. I'm going to get that one myself. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. Uh, I haven't hung out with him recently, but um, spent most of my twenties. He doesn't know that I was hanging out with him, but I was walked on fire with him and all. So uh, I'm ready to read that. I think that sounds great. And you had me at audible because I love a good read, but I tend to fall asleep. So, Listening is great. (laughs) So I will definitely get the link to that for the show notes uh, of this episode. All right, we've got to make sure that we can find Maya. Um, Will you give us all of the dub, dub, dubs and the socials and all the places to stalk you?
1: Yes, our website is joinmaya, M-Y-A, joinmaya.com. We are in the United States. We are in Canada and we are now in Australia, which is very exciting. If I didn't mention where you're at, please let us know. You can email us at info at joinmaya.com. Amazing. Hey, appreciate
0: the chat. Uh, You speak in my language. I love it. So um, it's been great to have you back.
1: Oh, thank you. I love being here with you, Laura. So thank you for reaching out. This is awesome. I appreciate all you're doing to support everybody in this industry as well. You're amazing. Thanks.
0: All right. Ciao for now. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me again on the podcast, Katie. It's been great. You definitely speak in my language. Now, I wonder, did you find these marketing strategies beneficial for you as you move into growing your business with more team members and more clients to keep happy and coming back through your doors? Like, this is a tricky problem that we have to solve. I work with salon owners all around the world to achieve salon client attraction strategies every day. Getting stuck in your business or needing help to move the needle, then I want to work with you. I don't love that. Don't love that at all.
2: Cut. And that's a wrap.
0: Thank you so much for joining me again on the podcast, Katie. You definitely are speaking my language. Now, if you found those marketing strategies beneficial to you, As you move into growing your business with more team members and more clients to keep happy, then you need to ensure you have a strategy to make sure that they're coming back. Now, I work with salon owners all around the world to nail their salon client attraction piece. So if you're feeling stuck in your business and need help moving the needle, the growth needle, well, then let's chat. If you're nodding your head right now, then all you need to do is click the apply now button in the show notes of this episode. Let's chat. Tell me about your business and let's see if I can help. Let's see if Salon Mastery is the right fit for you. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you next week on another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.